Hi, everybody, and welcome to Joint Air Christian Lifestyle, the podcast where we celebrate diversity within the body of Christ. I'm your host, Shane Fritz, and uh, it's my pleasure to bring you uh, week five, part two of our uh, discipleship class that we had the pleasure of teaching at Destiny Church in Hanover. Um, this, again, it's the second installment. If you missed the last installment, go back and check it out. But this is the second part of week five. Uh, we had Pastor Ken Martz from Covenant Life come in and uh, just give a wonderful teaching on uh, kingdom finance, really um, kingdom rules, uh, uh, what it looks like to really uh, walk out um, a covenant view of finances. And so I know this is going to be a blessing to you, and uh, and I hope you really enjoy this. So until we talk again, be blessed. Let's get to our Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. This, this is going to be so key to you, to you coming into a place of, you know, of provision, a place of prosperity, that we become kingdom sowers, that we covenant with God, that we understand the power of sowing. You know, um, you say tonight, I, ha- I don't have any money. I, I mean, you, you know, I'm, you do have some money. So make sure you hear from God, you know, in that place. But you've got time. You've got talent. You, you know, you have uh, uh, gifting that you can sow. So place all that stuff out there, but don't leave out. I mean, it, God's not trying to get your last dollar. He's trying to get that to multiply in your life. So, but you got to hear from Him. You know, don't leave here tonight being, you know, I'm just giving everything i got. I'm not telling you to do that. You know, He'll, he'll give you wisdom. Just rest in this. Rest in His promise. Rest in who He is, and, and He'll give it through you, you. You're not going to mess up with God. He loves you too much. You, you can't do anything to make Him love you anymore. You can't do anything to make Him love you less. You know He's here to help us through this process. He understands, you know, how we've been told, what the world has placed inside us, what's before us, even in this world. But just ask God, and it, it, you might have to sow. God might ask you to sow everything that you have, but then you declare that it'll come back 30, 60, 100 fold unto your life. Make covenant with God. You speak these things. Declare these things. Don't speak stout words against God. Like, God, I thought you said if I do this, this is what would happen. No, just that's not faith. You know, he, you can ask God questions. Now, why? I don't understand this, God. I did this, and it seems like every, you know, all hell is broke loose. In my life, you know what I mean, and you know, meditate it, but then listen to what it, listen his answer, but don't like speak stuff like God did this and now, now this has happened. You know, I, I've done all this for you, and the world seems like they're the only ones getting ahead. You know, don't don't get in that place because that's not faith. Break those lies, break those chains. If that comes out of your mouth, then confess it. 
You know, it's sin. If it's, it's trying to get before us, confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive you, right? Get it out of your life. Get those seeds out of your field. Your field does not need those weeds. You know, you don't just immediately, if you sow bad seed, as declare right now the angels of heaven would come and there would be major crop failure. Get, a, get this out of my field and sow brand new seed. You know, before the seed you put in the ground is choked out and you get no harvest. You know, it, it, again, we got to come back. There's jurisdiction. By the Word of God, you will develop faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? This is what the Scripture says. So, by the Word of God, you will develop faith that will give you seed to sow in the field and you know it's going to bring harvest. There's not a farmer that ever goes out in springtime and plants his fields and don't expect to get a harvest. There's not a... No farmer would ever do that. And it's the same way in the kingdom of God. When you sow it, you can expect a harvest. You, you put a demand on that seed to produce a hundredfold. You declare in your life that this is what happens in my life. This is what, what declares. If people are speaking negative, change that. You start declaring until people are, they are declaring the goodness of God. You know, people say this, they think it makes me mad. They're like, everything you touch turns to gold. I say, I receive that in Jesus' name. You know? So and this, is what, this is what will happen. God has promised this. But as you follow these principles, this is what will start to happen in your life. Everywhere you go, people will talk this thing. They will see the wisdom of God. They'll see the favor of God. Love it. Expect it every single day. Tonight we're depositing major seed into your spirit. Expect this to bring a major harvest into your life. Praise God. Expect things to change immediately. I, I'm expecting. I've been praying all week. I've been so excited about getting here to see God's kingdom come alive in your life. Old things passed away. Devil, you've been exposed. Your jurisdiction has been exposed. Your lies have been exposed. You're done in the lives of these people. They're going to go forth and be the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. You know, and we're specifically talking about finance tonight, but this is in healing. This is in prosperity. This is in the wisdom, of, I'm sorry, in the wisdom of God. This is in the peace of God, the joy of God. flowing over every part of your life. Over your marriage, over your family, over your relationships. Call them those things that be not as though they were. By faith, declare it. I'm not settled for anything less because your word, God, said it. I sow to the Spirit and I will reap life everlasting. That don't just mean heaven. So we have to realize Jesus didn't come to get you to heaven. He came to get heaven to you, to this earth. Can you say amen? amen? I mean, for years the church, I mean, we're waiting. We're waiting to get out of here. And Jesus is waiting for us to become the bride without a spot or without a wrinkle. 
bringing heaven to this earth. Declaring heaven on this earth. It's speaking it, declaring it, believing it, sowing it. All these promises. Praise God. So let's go to 2 Corinthians.
For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, say for my sake, he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. You know, you can talk that any way you want, but God wants you to be rich and blessed in every single place. Spiritual, physical, financial. Jesus came to this earth, and he wasn't poor when he was on this earth, but he let them take his life. He he gave his life. He let them take his life. He could have stopped it at any given time, but he was dismantling the curse. In every place he shed blood, which we don't have time to go through that tonight, he was dismantling the curse. They, They wove a crown of thorns, pressed it on his head, and blood bled. Because the curse, when the curse was found, thorns and thistles came out of the ground. You know? he, blood flowed to redeem you of this curse of poverty. This is where poverty came. If it, it was God's intention, guys, that you rule this earth by your words. Can you say amen? What are you saying? What are you saying about your future? What are you saying about, you know, about what's happening in your life. What are you declaring about your life, about your family, about your health and wealth and promises? So as the curse came, God had to set up, you know, another principle for us. Let's go to Luke. Let's go read these scriptures here real fast. Luke 6.38 It says, Given it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with all self shall it be measured to you again. This is the promise. Give. You go first, and it comes back into your life. You sow, it'll, it'll flow. You you. It will just come through you. You'll become a conduit. You'll become a hose. Um, and you'll just stay in the freshness of all that God is. And all. His blessing will always touch you. But it will be coming through you to bless everything wherever you are. This is, this, is the whole, this is the whole principle that you would be a blessing. Luke 12. Let's go to Luke 12. you see this uh, starting in verse 15 
19 through 21. And he said unto them, Jesus speaking, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For as a, a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he felt within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required for thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich towards God. The Passion Translation says it so much better. We're not telling you tonight to, to strive after money. This is after the heart of God. That the promises of God would, would flow through you. Speaking to the people, Jesus continued, Be alert and guard your hearts from greed and from always wishing for what you don't have. For your life can never be measured by the amount of things you possess. Jesus then gave him this illustration. This is verse 16 of Luke 12. Passion. And a wealthy landowner had a farm that produced bumper crops. Every year the harvest was so great it filled his barns overflowing. He thought, what should I do now that every barn is full and I have nowhere else to store more? I know what I'll do. I'll tear down the barns and build one massive barn to hold all my grain and goods. Then I can just sit back, surrounded with comfort and ease, and I'll enjoy life with no worries at all. God said to him, What a fool you are to trust in your riches and not in me. This very night the messenger of death will demand to take your life. Then who will get all the wealth you have stored up for yourselves? The same thing will happen to all those who fill up their lives with everything but God. This is the promise. Let's just bounce down to 31. this out of the Passion Translation. Luke 12, verse 31. And as you passionately seek His kingdom above all else, He will supply your needs. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you His kingdom with all its promises. Can you believe that? He he gives this to you. Now go and sell what you have. Give to those in need. And you will be making deposits in your account in heaven. An account that will never be taken from you. Your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure deposited in heaven forever. Where you deposit your treasure, that is where you fix your thoughts. 
and your heart will long to be there also. Praise God. So, where your heart is is where your treasure will be. So, we, we said this before, God knows your heart. He knows exactly what's going on in your heart. You know, He, he knows, and, and He's committed to us having a heart that, that wants to not to be prosperous, but to be a prosperer. To bring prosperity to those, every place you come in contact with, to bring His promises to all those places. So now let's go to Luke 60. It's extremely important that we, that we see this, because this is what this is what will um, change. This, this is the qualifier. There's a whole bunch of qualifiers in here. Jesus is speaking again in Luke 16, 10 through 13. And he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous, unrighteous man, then who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? This, this is so so critical. When we are faithful with a little bit, you might say, all I have is a little bit. Just be faithful. When you're faithful in a little bit, God will increase the 30, the 60, the 100-fold return will come onto your life. When, when you're faithful with another man's, God will bless you with your own. Test, I have testimony after testimony of, of this promise. You know, uh, we got several single men in here, right? You know, make sure you're faithful when you date somebody. That girl, that woman, that lady is not yours. That is another man's. She has a father. You know, make sure you are faithful to, to that other man. Whatever you decide is okay to do with that young lady, make sure you would do it if the father was right there beside you. That'll change a, that'll change a whole lot of day, right? <laughs> but as you are faithful, would you even kiss that girl if dad was there? You know? Not the same way, I promise you that. <laughs> but um, wow. Uh, you know, but the thing is, when you are faithful, then you will have a marriage made in heaven. Uh, all these principles, uh, you know, I didn't fall them to the T. You know, and I paid the price on some of it. But praise God, God is a redeeming God, and He'll yeah, redeem those places. You don't have to. Worry about, you know, now, okay, now I lost it. I can't never get it back. No, that's what God specializes in. You know, redeeming whatever place we have messed up. So be faithful in other man's. You're working a job and you, you know, God's starting to, maybe you don't even have, you don't even have a vision ever be in your own business. But whatever job you're working, be faithful to that person. You know, if you were contracted to do that job for a certain price, then you go in there and work it, you know, with every bit of wisdom and passion, you can work it. And then you'll qualify for your own, whatever that is. 
praise God, that that promise will come. There's a major, verse 11, If therefore you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? I was studying that one day, and I'm meditating on that scripture, and uh, God's like, if, if, you can't, if I can't trust you with money, then I can't trust you with healing. I can't trust you to raise the dead. But if I can trust you to be faithful to me and make covenant with me in finances, because I'm, I'm asking God, I want to, I'm believing you, God. I want to raise the dead just like Jesus said. I want to see people healed. I want to see them set free. But you know, think about it, church. As those things come, people, we live in a society where they don't idolize you. You have to be able to. As those promises come, what are you going to do with them? Why can't you be faithful in this place of finance and sowing? You know, and, and even believe in God to a greater place. Like tonight, like taking our faith to a higher level. Like, God, I trust you. I believe you in a greater place. I, I'm, I'm trusting tonight, God, for this to happen. And in that place, God's okay now. You know, because... The world will tell you, even the religion will tell you, you got to be poor. To really be a true Christian, you don't need money. But nothing's getting accomplished, and the enemy's defeating, taking, and stealing the world, and destroying people. And the church is sitting back, and we're having prayer meetings, you know, and we're doing all those things, and they're important. We're having Bible studies. You know, and we're talking about the greatness of God and, you know, and we're being discipled in the love of God and all those things, but have no resources to go and take back what the enemy stole. You know, the, the world's building, you know, pornography centers and, you know, all these places where they're killing babies and just, I could name it thing after thing, you know. And we're stuck in the basement of buildings. And I'm not saying that's wrong. And we don't need big cathedrals. But, you know, like, I was just in a place, if I had well drill, if we could drill wells for people that are drinking out of mud puddles, you know? It's like, we could be drilling wells and doing these things. So, you know, let's put our heart in that place. Be faithful. Be faithful in this place and you'll see the glory of God come. Let me just read this. I'm going to read this here. How in the world did an hour twenty minutes go by? They won't do it with the work. I am right there. Luke 16. I'm going to read this in the Passion, and we'll have to. Just listen to this. The one who faithfully manages the little he has been given will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. But those who cheat with the little they have been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. If you have not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the, of the spiritual world? And if you've not proven yourself faithful with what belongs to another, why should you be given wealth of your own? It is impossible for a person to serve two masters at the same time. 
you will be forced to love one and reject the other. One master will be despised and the other will have your loyal devotion. Your choice between God and wealth of this world is no different. You must enthusiastically love one and definitively reject the other. This is the one thing, if I was God, I would have made different. I wouldn't have gave us a choice. But he gave us a choice. You can choose. You choose your future. I'm here declaring tonight. You choose your future. You choose where it will be. You choose how far will be the head or the tail. It's in these promises that we find the power and the authority of God flowing in our lives. So we can't get into the next section. We don't have we don't have time to do this. On your scriptures, God, it, was, it wasn't Genesis three one through seven. It's Genesis three seventeen, and that was my oh. typo. Um, but you can read those. Uh, I can answer questions. Malachi chapter three. We can we can just we can go there real quick. Is it on the page? It is. Just read through this real quick tonight, guys. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, and what shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Now before we go any further, please understand, God wasn't saying, He, he wasn't there talking about you robbed me from this morning. He was talking about you have robbed me from the place of being able to bless you. The, the power of the tithe was set up in Genesis chapter 4. Cain and Abel, we can see what happened with Cain and Abel. You can read that. You can put that notes on there. Read 4, 1 through 7. Um, I, wish I, could, I wish I had time to teach this to you because I don't want you to get the wrong impression. It, it was, the tithe was still, so that was before the law. It flowed through Abraham, which is before the law. We can see that in Genesis. I believe it's Genesis 14, where Melchizedek, which was really Jesus yeah. in the Old Testament. Then it came into the Mosaic law, which was through Moses, and set the order. God immediately put the tithe in the order, so we have a place to take the finances of this earth and bring them in to the kingdom. This is what the tithe does. It takes it from this earth curse system and now brings it into the kingdom of God. You know, that 10% is God's. As, as it, now it covers the whole loan. And as you bring that in, it belongs into the storehouse. Not to me. It's so amazing to you know, be in a place like this. Wherever church you go to, this is where it belongs. This, that's your storehouse. The place where you attend. And as you bring that in, the tithe just real quickly creates a fence around your life. It creates this barrier that the enemy cannot break through. And when he does break through, or if he would break through, then you can go to Proverbs 6.31 and say, I claim a sevenfold return because I found the thief. But until you bring the tithe to God, he has a legal right to keep messing with your life. 
He has jurisdiction to keep coming and stealing from your life. Wait, so you build that fence. It opens up the windows of heaven. Let's keep reading here. So don't think God's mad at you. If you don't pay your tithes, you know, it's the law of the tithe. Jesus came and replaced it with the choice to tithe. The, the law to tithe, Jesus came to replace it to the choice to, to tithe. But the law of the tithe will remain in effect as long as Satan is on this earth. Because the law of the tithe, please listen to me, I've got to get this. The law of the tithe is to dismantle him from getting to your life. When you, when you give that in faith, now it places a fence around your life. If he breaks through that fence, he breaks through the fence in my life every now and again. And he pays dearly for it. I go to Proverbs 6.31, he brings back a sevenfold return to my life. Because the thief, is, he's a thief, because the tithe does never get missed in my life. It's the power that, that's, you know, that creates that fence and brings that opening. It opens up the windows of heaven. You'll, you'll read it here. I'm just going to talk to you. You can read it later. It opens up the windows of heaven. This means the rain comes. So you're, you build a fence around your life, around your family, around your marriage, around your business, around your jobs, around your house, cars. You build this fence. Now the rain comes. You know, the sun comes. That's what every seed needs, right? Um, he rebukes the devourer. That's the fence. The devourer now no more can eat your seed. It can't come in and destroy your harvest. It can't come in. But we have to understand it doesn't stop with the tide. You can have the fence around. You can have the rain coming. You can have the sun coming. But if you didn't sow no seed, there's, no, there's nothing to come up. That's what we were talking about up, all up until this place. And so the tide will stop the enemy from coming in, but don't. So inside this fence, you know, you can build, you can grow one apple tree or you can have 5,000 apple trees. It's all where your faith is. You know, you have the choice to see it come to pass. You have the choice to watch this come alive inside your life. But you have to start with the tithe. Like you can't, you'll see it in Genesis 4. Cain brought offering. Abel brought the first fruits, which is the tithe. Cain's offering, because it wasn't the tithe, it wasn't the first fruits, wasn't accepted. Abel's offering was accepted. He, it, was, it, was, it was blessed. You know, and then Abel ended up being made a, a sacrifice to the ground because Cain chose to follow the enemy, just like Adam and Eve did. They, they weren't deceived. They chose to follow Satan. And it basically kicked God off of this earth, and God said, okay, now I will set up a promise that I can give back only to this time. Come on. Through the power of time. Share something just small. Yeah, I posted about it like a while back. Some of you may have already seen some of posts about it, but like I wanted to like bring it up again. We were talking like in Galatians six about how whoever man sows that he'll reap. In Galatians five twenty two it says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness." So like we'll sow right, expecting a harvest, a good harvest, the harvest that you know we all think positive, we think good, but 
sometimes out of that harvest, there'll, there'll come something that might, might, in our minds, set us back, or might be, like it says, long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, so we might have to suffer in those times. So we might, we might sow something, and there might be some suffering that comes out of that harvest, but that's all to get us prepared for Him. You know what I mean? So... I just wanted to, to share that because a lot of people get discouraged and they're like, dude, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm sowing into this and these bad things are happening to me, but he's yeah. getting you ready. He's getting you prepared. Exactly. You know, so. And that's the, that's where he's putting, you know, the weapons formed against us can't prosper, but they can't prosper. And that's where God puts more weight on the bar as you go. Gain more spiritual muscle to defeat the enemy. And it has to happen. The enemy has to take, like he's a fool for coming against you. Because when you come out of this thing, you know, when the dust clears, you'll be standing. You'll be standing in victory. You'll be standing with more faith. You'll be standing ready to be, to be a greater blessing. But he has to take a chance. But if you will stand in faith and you'll stand together, that's why we need each other. You know, we need each other. We need to, you know, we all have different gifts and assignments on, on this earth. So we find those people that we know. Now, you're hitting a financial, you know, deficit or a place. You know, you find those people that's already been through that. And they can give you these promises. You know, I didn't get to share a lot of testimonies tonight. Usually we're in a conference for three days. You know, we're, we're doing three sessions a day, two hours a day. You know, and I'm trying to figure out how do you bring this? <laughs> how do you, you bring all this in one one hour and a half session tonight? Um, so I know it's a lot of information. Uh, you know, just meditate on it. Um, we don't have, I'm sorry, we don't have time to answer, ask questions. As always, <laughs> you mentioned five things. Yeah. Can you just list them to us that way? That is so hard to just listen. I know, I know, but that we have to pray about it. Yeah, um, so, you know, this is the power of your provision. Number one, what do you have? You, you guys got just five minutes? You know, I mean, we're already past time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Because you, you, you'll say, man, I don't have nothing, but you do have something. So you have to find out what do you have, you know, that you can take it from the earth in this earth realm that it will work with you that God can multiply. Um, man, there's so much to talk about. I hate, to, I hate to just get them out there. But number two is you have to release your seed. After you find what you have, you have to release that seed in the kingdom of God. And that means you have to give it an assignment. Like when you sow your seed, give it an assignment. You know, your tithe does what I just told you. Malachi chapter 3. Meditate on those scriptures right there. See what that says. Um, but then, when, it, when you get past now, sowing that seed and give it an assignment. Decree. Speak God's word. Use the heavenly host. They're commanded to follow God's word. Angels are commanded to go forward. I, I, I've been dispatching angels. You know... But they only they don't go by your words, they go by God's word. How do you do that? Huh? How do you do that? You take this word. See that's what I mean. This stuff is so powerful. Go to Psalms 103. I mean, I, I can't just let you guys hang. No, what? 
it. Look at verse number 19 and 20 of Psalms 103. The Lord has prepared His throne in heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye His angels, that excel in strength, that doest His commandments, hearkening unto the voice of His word. This is what the angels are dispatched. They don't, even, they don't move by your word. Now, your word that will flow by God's word in faith, this is how they're dispatched. I'm seeing healing after healing, supernatural healings happening. And I'm, I'm declaring God's word and dispatching angels to flow. Like we, I can, that young man, that man that was in a coma, he's, he came out today. They were going to pull the plug today. He came out last night. I'm sorry. I just got the text. We're believing. I went to the hospital the other day. Uh, one of our church members, test teams, were all twisted up inside. Stomach was out to here. Hard. Real hard. We just got finished a board meeting. It's 8.30 at night. They text me, hey, we're going to the hospital. Um, she had this happen before. She knew exactly what it was. So, praying. I said, you want me to come? Yeah, please come, Pastor. So, I'm heading down, heading down to Westminster. And praying, believing, and get there, dispatching angels, praying in the Spirit. Please, if you're baptized in the Spirit, pray in it. Use it. You know, praying in the Spirit, declaring God's promise. Get in there. She's, she's sitting on a chair like she's back in a hallway. And she's in a chair just in excruciating pain. And other people are praying too. This is not, I'm not giving glory to myself. You know, this is for every person that will believe. Uh, you know, I believe God. His word said it. I'm dispatching angels. You know, we, I put my hands on her stomach. I feel things moving around. So I said, so Pastor, I feel better. I felt my stomach go back in line. The process was already, it was already started. You know, and again, I'm not, this, God wants to do this with every person. She said, what do I do? I said, just go get checked. They go back and check her. They do the scans. Everything's perfect. But this, you know, this, like, this testimony can't build faith in your life. All it can build is hope for you to find the Word of God. What will build faith in your life is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So my testimonies that I come in with God to pay my house off. That'll bring hope to your life to find the Word of God for your situation. And then you, does that answer your question? You see that in the Word? You find this Scripture and the revelation of Scripture and dispatch angels. There's angels of finance. There's angels of healing. There's warring angels. You know, there's angels to bring peace. There's angels, you know, to stand guard over your house, over, you know, the places that... that you go, man, I just hear God. He'll show you this. He'll teach you this. Meditate on His Word and expect Him to, to show you these promises. Was there another? Oh, I'm going through the five things. <laughs> I'm at number three. It's brandy, right? Does that answer your question? Okay. Make sure you write that down and meditate on that. I really want you to see that. Um, this is our promise. So number three is release seed in faith. You have to release it in faith. 
Number four is you need a plan. The Bible says write the vision down and make it plain. That he who reads it can run with it. So the Holy Spirit knows where the harvest is. Okay? He knows all things. He sees all things. He knows the future. He knows what's coming up ahead. He knows the next the next thing of technology. He knows the next realm of, you know, gosh, I was in business, I was in certain businesses. God gently took me out of them and flowed me into another business. Like, I'm watching this stuff happen, just trying to be led by the Holy Spirit. And, like, it didn't make any sense. And before I knew it, I see that industry stopped. The brakes came on that industry and God already had me set up in the next industry. You know, I wish, this is what he, he wants to do this for every single person, I promise you. I think that's why he chose me. Because if it happened for me, it could happen for anybody. (laughs) You know, I'm like, Paul, I'm the least that it could happen to. You know? And, you know, people look at it now, of course, it's 40 years into this thing. And seeing this thing operating the way it's operating, people look at it like it was always this way. (laughs) No, it wasn't. We worked our way through and used this word and the promises of this word and and what we're telling you, and this is what happens. The Holy Spirit knows you have to make a plan with the Holy Spirit. You know, and walk this thing out because He knows where the harvest, or He knows where the, the blessing is. And He'll show you. Then number five is don't procrastinate. When God tells you to go, you got to go. You know, identify harvest season and then harvest it. You know, flow in it. The world will try to stop you. The enemy will send people down your pathway to discourage you. You've got to hang with people of faith that will speak faith and walk out faith and will see the impossible. You know, because it's going to sound crazy. You know, so, you know, there, there's a method to it. There's so much to talk about in every one of these things. But there's a method in all this that don't procrastinate. You know, when God speaks, you got to go. So, you got to go. <laughs> On that note, everybody's got to go. Yeah. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we declare. Can you just join hands? Can you guys join hands? Right now, in Jesus' name. Father, we declare right now the authority of your word. The seed of your word to flow into the hearts of your precious children right now. Lord, we declare we break every force and every assignment of darkness that's come to steal your promise, your kingdom, your covenant, Lord, that you have set before the foundation of this world for every person here. We declare that your glory, Lord God, will manifest in every single one. We declare, Father, will manifest from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. We declare, Father, your word will become first. You'll, just, you'll become so hungry for your word and the promises of your word. Lord, and the authority of your word will, will flow will flow into them. The seed of your word will flow into them and will go forward, go forth, and make every crooked place straight. Open up every prison door. Open the blinded eyes, spiritual blinded eyes, we declare this in Jesus' name. I speak the authority 
of your kingdom and your prosperity over their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.